0: This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you.
1: And we do mean you listening to this. Literally, yeah. Can you hear me? I am talking to you. Whoa. Go on, Dan.
0: Whoa. Okay. You, are you, our wonderful patrons. patrons thank you. On patron.com slash says who. You have been supporting this podcast for quite a are while you? now. Almost. Almost. A year. Yeah, I think we. I think it was October uh, was when we was when we launched the Patreon. And holy cow, y'all! You have been amazing. You have helped us keep going, and we sure appreciate your support at patreon.com slash says who. We appreciate it so much. Yeah,
1: and we're going to expand our services a little bit. So Dan and I are about to have the yearly meeting
2: Indeed. and get some
1: new last year's yearly meeting. Brought the weekly podcast, the Patreon, and this year we're actually looking to kind of give you some more, expand give the you. town.
0: Indeed, indeed. So get on board at patreon.com slash says who wonders await.
1: I think we nailed that.
0: It's good. We're dude, we're fucking professionals at this point. Are you kidding me? <sighs>
1: <sighs> hey y'all, books. I write them, you read them. Sometimes you write them and I read them. I've written a series called Truly Devious. It is a mystery series. Dan's read it. I have. I liked it. Dan's son helped me pick the title for the third book. It's true. I sent my list to his son and his son pointed at his favorite.
0: He did. Yeah. I think think he had disparaging remarks for other ones.
1: Oh, he... Absolutely trashed Another one of my ideas (laughs) He was like that's dumb So it was Uh, very good feedback It was the feedback I needed The Fan on the Wall is coming out In uh, January I will be going on tour Also I have a um, A Netflix film coming up In November I can't say the date yet Because it hasn't been released yet But uh, suddenly my dumb face Will be around
0: we need a new dumb face in the mix,
1: Dan. I don't know if you've ever seen me on on, on any kind of film or video. like I look like my face is like, uh, like not even a beach ball, but like, <laughs> like just it's like you've you've just drawn a face on a it's like a six foot wide circle with a little tiny face drawn in the middle of it,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and. Uh, the last time I was filmed was at Book Expo America where I was wearing a very, very nice dress that for some reason when they did the angle of my of filming me, it looked like I had no top of my dress at all. Like sure. it was just boobs. And I don't know how it happened, but I was <laughs> like, what's happening? I am a little tiny beach ball head <laughs> on a pair of boobs talking about <laughs> books. And it's I don't know how it happened. I don't think that's how it... According to my husband, that's not how I look in life. But when you see me on film, it's like one part, all parts of my body expand and explode in different ways that are just very upsetting. But anyway, that'll be something to look forward to. Please read my books so I don't ever have to do that again. Because the more that you just read them, the less I have to do this stuff. <laughs> or possibly the more I have to do this stuff. So maybe don't. Uh-oh. I am conflicted. Books.
2: Welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order, please?
1: Uh yeah, I'm going to have the oh, uh no. 23 piece McDippers. That's, that's, with, that's uh, neither a number or a product that we sell. Of uh pumpkin spice sauce.
2: That's not a that's not a thing. Uh Coke Plus. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And oh. the,
1: uh, crunchy
2: octopus uh, fries. It's right, there on the, it's right there on the menu. No, it's none right there. of those things are on the menu. They're on I the menu. Right. I work at this drive through You should sure do, kid I could tell you the entire menu from memory Because I, for eight hours a day I take the orders mm-hmm. None of those things are on our menu They're on the menu Come around here now, kid Come here Look, I, I can show you Come here It's on the menu Just, Come on Come on out Come on out Just okay. come out Come, out. come okay. on out All right Okay, here I come Hey kid, uh, it, so that, nice pants. That's it, this is just the uniform. Mm-hmm. Looks good. I this is Sharpie. Did you write on our menu? I don't know. I this is just because you put Sharpie on a menu. It doesn't mean that suddenly, magically, we sell those things. It's on the menu. Thi- menu. Twenty three piece only- McDippers. It's only literally on the menu. You wrote it on the menu. That doesn't I don't mean know. that it's on the menu. It's there. Meaning it's a product that we sell. It's there. It's, everything that we get comes in a freezer truck. They don't mm-hmm. suddenly magically have octopus just because you want it. It's on the menu. It's not. You wrote it on the menu. But it is on the menu. It's not this is not
1: fair. No, kid, it's not fair, is it? But this is I, what I live with every day. I don't.
2: That's not who do you, my who do problem. You think,
1: who do you think had to get him the Sharpie? You're looking at him. Yeah. Uh, he sent me out. Get me a professional-looking Sharpie. An executive it's, Sharpie. What the fuck is an executive Sharpie? What the fuck is an executive Sharpie, kid? Can you answer me that? No. Yeah. That's my problem. Look, get in the car.
2: I'm not just getting get in, in the, the car. car. My on. mom told me never to get in a car with people in the drive through. But it's different. You know me. I don't. Come you just on. come here and you place orders for things that we don't have, and you never drive through. And I just need you to drive through. I can take and order you, food that we really serve.
1: I can take you wherever you want. I can. This car can go anywhere. Cl- closed roads? I can go in them. I can go down up roads. I can go. I could drive through the middle of Disney World if I wanted to. No one could stop me. Come on, kid. Just come with me. Let's leave this place. No, I have to keep go back to work. All right, well, then get me those McDippers.
2: That's not a thing we sell. Make it a thing. Make Uh, it a thing. uh,
1: And a Coke Plus. Welcome to says who the podcast that isn't a
0: podcast it's a coping strategy i am dan sinker and
1: i am maureen johnson dan did you actually work at a fast food establishment when you were a kid
0: no i worked at a bakery uh i worked front i worked the counter at a bakery mm. but i did not work uh i did not work at a fast food establishment i
1: worked at burger king
0: <laughs> yep That makes me shudder. I was 14, Dan. Oh, man. Yep. You got the youth job permit and everything. I got
1: the, I was desperate for that job. I mean, I saw it as kind of, you know, freedom and like I, I went my first day and I was exhausted. I mean. Yeah. Because I think I was also going to like a summer camp thing that was like a summer learning thing. And then I went to work at night and I. Basically collapsed afterwards. My bet. My job was to close the salad bar and I was sad. Um, and no. I had lots of gross jobs because I hate eggs. I hate eggs. Like eggs make me like eggs absolutely make me nauseous. And I was much worse with this when I was a kid. And one of my jobs one day was breaking like 200 eggs into a bucket.
0: Yeah. Oh. I so my second job after the bakery, my second job was uh, working at a pre Whole Foods natural grocery, and I worked the salad bar team. So I know that job very well. Yep, gigantic vat of a uh, boiling water, hard boil some eggs, and then yeah, you're just shelling eggs for an hour.
1: I, I hard boiled eggs that breaks like no, like that smell absolutely i would have been outside throwing up like i can't i can't be around like i would have broken <laughs> no. me but uh yeah i used to i was fascinated by the the flame broiled grill which i just called hell in a box because you would kind of put the burgers on one side and they would kind of had a little conveyor belt that took them through like an automatic toaster and then they would pop out on the other side
0: can we can we just back up for a moment mm-hmm. So one, I had completely forgotten that at one point Burger King had a salad bar. Yep. Oh. But that was in fact true. But two, that the eggs in that salad bar actually came as eggs and not pre-sliced egg-like like disks. I don't
1: think we had egg in the salad bar. This was for the breakfast like breakfast sandwiches.
0: Oh, got it. Even that I'm kind of amazed that yeah. they were really eggs. No, they
1: were they were just scramble. They would scramble the eggs, in a giant thing. But yeah, they scrambled the eggs. Also, the exciting, you know, the the burns you get at the deep fryer, um, you know, just the joy of wrapping sandwiches in paper, and I like that part actually. All the jobs I ever had making <laughs> sandwiches, I kind of like. Just the, I still like to make a sandwich. I take great pride. I worked at a very good hoagie shop in Philadelphia. I took great pride in making my hoagies. But guava, uh, yeah. But it was yeah. back in the day where they actually made you take classes and you had to cut the meat yourself. <laughs> My husband, who is English and in the engineering sciences, you know, computer skills area, has never had a job in cu- that had any kind of front facing customer service aspect to it.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah, he's never done it ever in his life. And every once in a while I have to explain that usually behind the scenes is some kind of unbelievable hellscape of yeah. cooks yelling at you, shit going missing, stuff that is absolutely not your fault that you will be blamed for and you will lose money because of, you know, it's, I try to explain that it's not, that your job is to make it seem like everything's okay back there when back there like knives are being drawn. And, it never yeah. is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Ah, uh, Maureen, mm-hmm. how has your says who you been going?
1: You know, pretty well, Dan. Um, I have just been a lot more mindful of picking up that phone. Uh, yeah. I'm just trying, you know, every t- around this time each year, I usually have a mood shift. I have a little bit of seasonal affective issue and yeah. it hits me really hard at this time of year as I feel the transition happening,
2: right. and I
1: feel like a lot of it is I anticipate it, and uh, it I could I get so concerned about it that it becomes more and more of a thing, and yeah. then I realized last night that I could just make some choices to do things a little differently and just kind of go a little slower. Um, I don't know, I was just trying to choose what I did a lot more carefully. And yeah. kind of make the plan and let the plan be the course of action. Like the kind of ride out a plan I made. Like I had to sign tip-in sheets last night, which are uh, meaning like that you sign, literally you get a box or many boxes sometimes that come to your house. They're blank pieces of paper. They have a little mark on the end that shows you which end is down, and you sign your name on all these blank pieces of paper that you then have to very carefully put back in the box all in the same direction, because they get fed into a machine that goes in, they, they're fed into your book when the book is printed. Right. So that way that-
0: So you can't get them upside you can't get down, down them upside or down. backwards. Or- so,
1: um, and just really like setting up my stuff, setting up my pens, signing- Actually, I did have a little killing Yvonne in the background, I'll be honest. But like just kind of taking things a little bit more gently and trying to think about what I was doing and not leaning into the mood, like going, I don't have to be. Maybe it's not what you think it is. And also, Dan, am I making any sense?
0: Yeah, you're making perfect sense.
1: Oh, okay. I'm trying not to lean into it. And especially with the Trump stuff that's been going on this week that we'll get into, not leaning into that. Has been a very helpful thing.
0: Yeah, I bet. Because it's been
1: quite a week for that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it is. Yeah, we will get into that. We'll get there. But says Whovians, a few weeks ago now, a few episodes ago, we issued a challenge to take just 15 minutes of your day, put that screen down, do something else. And uh, the thing that I have found is that I sort of have the... um, I have a a bare minimum now where I am I'm ending my day with making sure that I'm reading instead of just staring into the abyss on my phone, which has been great. But I've also found that I have now started kind of taking on things that are certainly a longer duration than 15 minutes in a day. For instance, Maureen, I'm making yogurt now. Oh, my God. That's amazing. It is amazing. Can I tell you the most mind-blowing thing about making yogurt?
2: Go on. Do you know how you make yogurt? With yogurt. Yeah, I thought you'd just take some yogurt and... Yeah, you just take some
0: yogurt and add it to hot milk and then let it basically stew for 12 hours and suddenly you have yogurt. It is a miracle. But it's entirely because of this. Uh, we, we procured an instant pot, which uh, is I have a, one of those.
1: yeah. yeah. Great. and
0: it, it has a fucking yogurt button on it. And, uh, you can follow some incredibly simple directions, get really delicious yogurt, feel super accomplished every morning that you eat it and, uh, and save money. It was like the perfect storm of amazing things, but it was entirely because of this, that it was like, you know what? I think this is something that I've kind of kicked around for a while. I think I'm going to do it. And, uh. Another thing we have outside of our house, we have a, a little library, a little free library. And uh, it has, we put it in probably about five years ago. And over the last year or so, it has begun to lean in a way that has become more and more precarious. And probably for the last six months or so, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I wonder if it fell over today. Uh, and so this past weekend, I was like, you know what? I'm taking the hour to dig this out pour concrete in the hole and re this thing straight up. And I did it. Wow. It's awesome, Maureen. Like, I'm super, it, I feel like I have become more productive since we launched this endeavor.
1: I mean, yeah, I took out my actual little write-in journal and started making, because I'm starting to plan new books and, um, yeah, just taking the time. And just I I felt like what I was saying about being deliberate is not leaning into the impulse of, oh, I'm going to get into a mood or I'm going to read these tweets or I'm going to just be like, no, actually, what I'm going to do is this. Yeah. I'm going to do this other thing.
0: Yeah. And the the amazing thing is. All of you, says Huvians. many of you have been doing this and many of you have been getting on the Facebook and kind of encouraging each other and sharing what you're doing. It has become sort of a, a daily ritual at this point at my house where Janice, who is our Facebook moderator, will share kind of the latest things. And you just mentioned a little writing notebook. I think it was just yesterday, the day before, somebody shared a picture of this writing notebook that they had procured to do writing in. And I guess it had sort of it was like a journal and it had 2020 Mm -hmm. on it. And uh, this person was like, I I don't like that it says 2020, because that stresses me out thinking about the election. And uh, so then they posted a second photo of they were like, so I changed it and they put tape over it and just written brave on it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And yeah, people have been sharing photos and talking about projects. You know, people are hand painting gaming miniatures and baking cookies. I think just yesterday, Jana said that somebody had started a puzzle, you know, it's big things. It's little things like it's it's really heartening to see everyone doing it.
1: And when we have uh, says who meet up. It's going to be board games.
0: Yeah. Speaking of board games, Maureen. Mm hmm. In the mail to me as we speak is a new board game called Watergate. Dan? Yeah, you're going to need to come over and play this. It's I... a two-player game. One one person plays as the investigators, the other person plays as the Nixon administration.
1: Dan, I think I teared up a
0: little bit. I was like, <laughs> like
1: legitimately, I was like,
0: and the oh. and the design of the board itself looks like a conspiracy wall. Oh my god! It looks like it I, might be pretty amazing. How new is this game? I think it's relatively new. Um, I had not heard. I saw somebody tweet a picture of it, and I, it was within seconds of seeing the tweet that I had placed an order for it, and it took like a week or two to come in. So, um, but yeah, I think I think it arrives tomorrow.
1: I, and the, the great thing about this 15 minutes is the more you do it, the easier it gets.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's just,
1: a, it's absolutely, it's one of those things, and I'm not like, oh God, it's really like, oh, it's just easier.
0: Yeah, it really does. And, and you find, as I have found, like you find yourself thinking about your time in different ways beyond that 15 minutes.
1: And Dan, partially what I've done with the time is listen to, I've listened to something very special. I have been listening to hours of parliamentary debates.
0: Oh, boy. We have to do this, don't we?
1: That's right, everybody. Let's hit the music. It's time for the Brexit update. So, when we last left, we were on a dramatic moment. I'm not going to go through all the background again. Brexit, upcoming deadline, October 31st. Drama is happening. So when we last left, uh, Parliament was taking control of its agenda. And the next day they voted to demand that Prime Minister Boris Johnson go to the EU on October 17th and ask for an extension on the Brexit deadline. After this vote went through, he immediately stood up and called for a general election or for actually technically for a vote to get a general election. uh, And specifically on October the 15th. Okay. In order to have that election happen, he needed a two-third majority to vo- that voted for it. Now, here's the thing. Normally, the other parties would really, really want an election. But this time, they said no. Because basically, this election gamut is a trick. It's, right. a, it's a game to kind of derail and confuse the going to the EU and preventing the no deal. So... Um,
0: seems like largely sort of a gambit to run out the clock.
1: Run out the clock. Uh, Yeah, there's a number of things that it's it's a complicated game of some a lot of shenanigans. So the next day, Boris Johnson, who does not want to go for to ask for an extension, gave a speech in front of a police barracks. And you're never supposed to use civil servants in England for like political means uh, in which he said that he would, quote, rather die in a ditch then ask for an extension. Oh, good. the The police actually admonished him for using police as a like a political prop because in a, it turns out there are some countries where you're not supposed to do that.
0: Yeah, but so point point of order question here. Yes, if Parliament has passed a law or you know voted to demand mm-hmm. that he goes and mm-hmm. asks for this extension he can just say no
1: no he can't it's the law so if he doesn't do it he's breaking the law
0: okay let so, me guess he's okay with that
1: no it's unknown Be- uh this so uh, they just concluded their business yesterday because they've been pre proro- prorogued by boris johnson which means that he has shut parliament down much to the yeah. chagrin of, of parliament this morning a figure called black rod appeared in the chamber to take the speaker out, which is the tech. It's the ceremony that proroguing uh, entails. Um, it's a, it's a woman who comes in. She's very serious looking. She's come from the queen. She's got a black rod. She stands there and leads the, the prime, uh, the, sorry, the speaker out. The speaker is a man named John, John Burko who has an amazing voice and has actually really fought to preserve the autonomy and the, uh, the rights of parliament and he gave a short, but by no means um, by very short and direct speech about how this was not normal. And this was government by fiat. And then he left and government and parliament is now in recess until October 14th. So this I, is like a real mid season cliffhanger. Like nobody knows what comes next.
0: I feel like you are short selling the black rod by a lot.
1: Go right? ahead. Go ahead about the, the black rod.
0: So the black rod is dressed like a wizard. Like not in robes, like a not a not a wizard. The black rod is dressed like an incredibly fancy magician. They th- in this case, so I, I, I uh, had a bout of insomnia last night, so I actually saw a lot of this play out in real time and for a while was like, wow, Black Rod, that's somebody's really weird name. And then I realized, oh, no, this is a position. Mm-hmm. Like, so the current black rod is is a woman, but you get voted like it is. A, it is a position that you get appointed to. You dress like an evil wizard and you carry a long black stick uh, or like rod with you. And apparently you go in to remove this person and bring them to the House of Lords. Mm-hmm. Um, And the final image that I saw was this villain magician standing next to this guy who is being let out and they were in front of them was a man carrying an enormous golden mace. Mm -hmm. And I just thought to myself, this looks less like a government and more like some sort of weird fetish video.
1: The mace has to be there in order for Parliament to be uh, in session. It has to be in place. You
0: deliver that line so normally. <laughs> they have to like have the to big say mace there. Like to in the say. same voice that you would be like, well, I put shoes on because otherwise I might cut my feet when I go outside. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This was a procedure that took two magic sticks.
2: <laughs> it's
1: i don't uh, it's still much better than what we have
0: yeah says Huvians uh over there i am sorry for you but also it's amazing that is some wild shit yeah it's great yeah meanwhile maureen our own fucking dolt leader it's great no we have a great
1: thing going on here i'm sure
0: Yeah, we have a real great thing going on. This is the thing that is sort of remarkable about Donald Trump. Can I say
1: one thing, Dan? I'm looking at the notes and I just see that the next bullet point just says JFC. So that is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maureen, Donald Trump has never found a hill that he was not willing to die on. And I think the last week we have seen the very smallest hill ever, which is to have a protracted, incredibly heartfelt, not heartfelt, that's the wrong world word, incredibly just like dug in position that Alabama was potentially going to be hit by hurricane dorian he said this very early in the path i think it was even before the hurricane had hit the bahamas or maybe it was as it was hitting the bahamas uh he tweeted out that everyone needed to take cover and he included alabama in that list and folks pointed out quite quickly like Alabama is on the whole other side of Florida and is not very likely. And in fact, the National Weather Service uh, for Alabama tweeted out, we're not in we're not in danger. You would think that that would just be the end of it, Maureen. But we know this bit of bullshittery really well, right? Trump says something wrong. Reporters point out that it's wrong. Trump declares that reporters are the enemy of the people and doubles down on whatever the fuck it was that he said that was wrong. Right. And then toadies begin to emerge to claim that Trump was right all along in order to kind of gain his praise and reinforce his fucking bruised ego. And then it just repeats and repeats and repeats. Mm. Quick side note, Maureen. Okay. Do you know the lineage of the word toady?
1: I was not expecting this sideline.
0: Do you, though? No. I looked it up this morning because I wanted to make sure it wasn't racist or some shit, right? Um, tody comes from the 17th century when uh, you had, like, quack doctors selling fake cures for things. And they would have in the audience, uh, you know, they would go into, like, town squares and hawk their, their uh, sham medicines. And in the audience, they would hire a young boy that was known as a toad eater because the boy would pretend to eat a toad, which everyone thought were poison back then, and then start raving and writhing around on the ground and all of that until this like, you know, the person selling fake medicine would cure him. That's
1: less that's less weird than I think the black rod.
0: Definitely less weird than the black rod, but it is kind of amazing that, like, Toadie emerges literally from somebody, like, willing to poison themselves for their boss.
1: Another thing that Toadie means is, I don't know if we could just go back in time a little bit to Stormy Daniels and, um... Oh, Oh, no! No! Had you forgotten for a second?
0: I had forgotten.
1: Well, it's back in your head. Go on, Dan.
0: In this case, Maureen, this fucking path of bullshittery led to Trump drawing on a goddamn weather map to show that the cone of uncertainty, which I think is also a position in the British Parliament, uh, was going to hit Alabama. Like... This is where we're at. The dude's fucking drawing on maps with Sharpie. And then people are lining up to be like, no, really, he was right. Like, so you had this National Weather Service in Alabama tweeted out saying like, hey, folks in Alabama, don't panic. This is like, it's not really a thing. And uh, so then, like, while the hurricane was actively fucking hit in the U.S., The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration issued a statement saying that, in fact, at one point, they did believe that Alabama was in the fucking cone of uncertainty. Like, what the fuck? And now, just yesterday, it turns out that Wilbur Ross, who is the U.S. Secretary of Commerce and also a cursed mummy, threatened (laughs) to fire people at the NOAA if they contradicted Trump.
1: You know, Dan, there used to be a, a one of a German king, Ludwig, I believe the third, was it the third, who spent all of his time and money building castles that were based on the um, on Wagnerian operas. And <laughs> sure, who doesn't? And had things installed like a table that sank through the floor, so that he never had to talk to see or see servants the table would just go down, be refilled, and come back up again. Wow. That's a pretty good idea, actually.
0: That's amazing.
1: (laughs) And then it created the blue grotto, you know, like, just, um, that guy eventually ended up mysteriously dead in a a small amount of water. Um, But, um, I'm just saying that, this it, it, we're 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 entering like the mad king territory where everyone has to act like he's not you know it's like yeah. that wasn't there there was another another princess or queen that but or was it, was it a king that believed he had a large glass piano inside of him and that um excuse me that's a thing oh boy what hold on give me just pause this so oh. I can look this up King Glass Piano. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, Princess Alexandria of Bavaria, member of the House of uh, Vigils Bach, um, believed that she, um, a fixation with cleanliness is where only white clothes. And in her early 20s, she noticeably, noticeably developed a delusion that as a child, she had swallowed a grand piano made of glass that remained oh. inside of her. Um. So yes, yeah, she. um, And then her uh, nephew was Ludwig II of Bavaria, who was the one who. Um, it wasn't the third. It oh, was Ludwig good. II who built the uh, an Schwanstein and all of these other castles. Um, that um, that you know were based so on. There's a
0: lineage of mad royalty. There's a in that. There's
1: family. a lot of mad mad royalty, and he suffered an extremely uh, mysterious death. Um, but yeah, there was a princess that believed that she had swallowed a glass piano. Um, and I feel like we're in, we're in some glass piano territory. Uh,
0: we are definitely in glass piano territory and like, I do think I do think part of it is that he is now entirely surrounded by toadies mm. you know, and so his own reality, which was warped to begin with, is only allowed to warp further and further and further. Yep. You know, the, the people that might mildly have stood up to him, you know, it, again, let me be very clear, there is nobody really standing in his way, right? But there were certainly people that would kind of point out that they he needed to chill the fuck out every now and then. Those people are long gone. And so now it's just fucking drawn on shit with sharpie and then having you know having people stand up for the fact that he was right all along even though every single fucking person that with half a brain knows that he wasn't
1: after that he went on a real shit posting spree
0: oh yeah yeah that dude's been fucking shit posting and retweeting like a well, like a madman, I guess.
1: Well, I guess that's this is my question, and not to ask a silly question, Dan. But w- what what is wrong with him? Like, at this point, like, <laughs> there's something wrong. Like, there's always been yeah. something wrong, but now it's like, oh no, 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 no. And I, we've, I'm not, I'm saying something we've known for a long time. But I just want to. There's something. There's something wrong with him.
0: I mean, I guess I I vacillate between is, is there something wrong with him mm-hmm. or is it just more obvious? Like, is it more exposed than it was? Was there a level of protection oh. before that we're just not seeing now?
1: Oh, I think that, yeah, there's been something wrong with him for a long time, but it's just I'm saying the obvious, which is there's something wrong with him yes. for sure. Like there is he's not well. And no. um, whether or not he hasn't been well for a long time, whether or not it, the pressures of and the weight of the position has has completed the job, um, whether yeah. or not it is organic in nature, whether or not it's... Um, the environment whether or not it's a just an aging process that's being exacerbated by stress whether or not it's or whether or not he is on some drugs like there's something happening it, and yeah. it's becoming more and more impossible to look away from.
0: <laughs> yeah. And yet, you know, as you alluded to when we were talking about, you know, says who you, you could have lived your entire week this week. Mm-hmm without having to engage with the fact that the dude became obsessed with Alabama and a hurricane and and I think one of the things that is amazing to me is we can we we can get dedicate so much time to the corruption and the ineptness and the what the fuck is up with this dude But somehow the dude is also supposed to be the actual fucking president of the United States. And he is amazingly terrible at that part of the job. Hmm. Like Saturday night late on a Saturday night and just a few hours before he tweeted a gif of him distracting a cat with a laser pointer. What? what? (laughs) (laughs) That literally happened, Maureen. He tweeted the following. Unbeknownst to almost everyone, the major Taliban leaders and separately the president of Afghanistan were going to secretly meet with me at Camp David on Sunday. They were coming to the United States tonight. Unfortunately, in order to build false leverage, they admitted to an attack in Kabul that killed one of our great, great soldiers and 11 other people. I immediately canceled the meeting and called off peace negotiations. What kind of people would kill so many in order to seemingly strengthen their bargaining position? They didn't. They only made made it worse if they cannot agree to a ceasefire during these very important peace talks and would even kill 12 innocent people then they probably don't have the power to negotiate a meaningful agreement anyway how many more decades are they willing to fight then i have a couple questions yes morning
1: i i just have a few questions
0: sure proceed
1: just going to breathe into a bag for a moment
0: mhm take your time
1: hey you know what i uh um, it's too much. I simplify. Yeah. Was that the quote? <laughs> I summarize. Porn. It's the quote from the Princess Bride. I sum up. Uh. Um, so, just yeah. Okay. I mean, sure. He said on Twitter that he had secretly invited the Taliban over to negotiate on the on the eve of 9-11, and then yeah. to strengthen their position, they killed a bunch of people. Yeah,
2: yeah. You know what? I don't have any. That I don't have any seem... questions.
1: I don't have any questions.
2: Yeah. It. <sighs> Was he planning
0: to secretly sign whatever deal with the Taliban in order to announce on September 11th that he had won the war in Afghanistan? Do you think?
1: I think that you've really jumped ahead a little bit. I think that we should first ask ourselves of whether or not he'd actually asked the Taliban to come at all.
2: Well, that is a good point.
1: This is a man who drew on a weather map in a Sharpie, Dan.
0: God damn it.
1: God damn it, Maureen. Honestly, I th- I honestly believe uh. that this man is so racist that he could, you know, he would ask anybody who vaguely looks like they come from uh afghanistan or something and be like you you must be in the taliban come to camp david oh my god you know what i mean oh my god like a rando yeah like he or that you know he yeah i I believe again i really feel like this is a man who could be pretty well fooled with a well executed quarter behind the ear trick so i don't think he ever you think he can make contact with the taliban I mean, presumably something Who went on knows. within the government that maybe there was some deep level negotiation going on that he just blew the cover on. Yeah, that's probably what happened.
0: I mean, it's certainly, you know, last week we discussed the fact that he just tweeted out, you know, a a satellite photo of unknown origin of Iran and. Now, this week, he's just like, ah oh, you know what? I was about to have a secret meeting with these guys, but fuck them.
1: I would guess that that's more what was happening is that there, he was told about something that was happening. And that became uh, that he was going to meet with them.
0: Uh, Maureen, you know what I realized last night before I switched to my book uh, at the end of the mm-hmm. night? This president is fucking exhausting. Mm.
1: Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm. Like, the deep fucking exhaustion I feel in my bones is this fucker's deal. Mm. Yep. But we got debates. Cool. There are only 10 candidates in this one, Maureen.
1: All right, who are they?
0: Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Kamala Harris, Pete Buttigieg, Beto, Cory Booker, Andrew Yang, Julian Castro, and I think the biggest surprise, Amy Klobuchar Mm. made it through. That's 10. That's half, half the number that we have seen before, Maureen. Mm -hmm. Can you even name the other 10 that suddenly have dropped out or that that weren't included? All right. Many of them have not dropped out.
1: All right. Marianne Williamson.
0: Sure. One.
1: Bill de Blasio. Two. Hickenlooper?
0: Three. Jay Inslee? Four. Sure. Uh, I think technically both Hickenlooper and Jay Inslee have dropped out of the race at this point.
1: But weren't they in it?
0: But they they were in the previous debates, yes. There's
1: one like Michael somebody. Michael, last name begin with an S. Um, Bennett. (laughs) Bennett? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Sure. Um I'm trying to picture them in my mind. Um a lot of them look the same. Just dude in a suit. Uh <laughs> that's, that's that definitely narrows it. Uh wait, wait, wait. Uh Kirsten Gillibrand.
0: Yep. Um also has dropped out. Let's
1: see. Kamala? Uh Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah, how many am I at now? I
0: eight. Stopped, I stopped counting. Sure, we'll th- go with that.
1: I think I'm at eight. Um, that's pretty good, Dan. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The other two are just some some dudes.
0: Yeah, I think uh, John Delaney. Mm. Did I tell you my John Delaney story from our um from our road trip? Not on not on this podcast. Maureen Johnson. We were driving home from our summer on the road, pulling our trailer. When you pull a 27-foot trailer behind you um, on the highway, occasionally vehicles, mostly larger-sized vehicles, will go by you going much faster and sort of blow you uh, in a way that is deeply scary. Uh, right. The The trailer will start swaying behind you, and it, it takes a moment to kind of regain regain a level of control and even a little a moment longer than that uh to regain uh composure and uh so we were driving through Iowa and uh it had it was not a it was not a blustery day it had actually been a pretty easy drive day Janice is driving and suddenly a vehicle comes blowing by and literally almost blows us off the road and we look up and it's John delaney's tour bus <laughs>
1: that is amazing every time, Dan. It's like the podcast came to life and came
0: after you. It was it was literally the merger of my two podcasts in one shot yep. right there. Yeah, amazing. But he's still in the race, but is not in the, is not in debate. The and then there's also the fucking rich dude, Tom Steyer, Steyer, whoever fuck oh, he fucking is. Oh, right, right, Who's right. trying to buy his way, buy, buy his way in. But Maureen, Thursday night, Look, debates, got, you know what? I got eight out of ten. You did, you did that's, good. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, Michael S. guy, being Michael Bennett, we'll give it to you. Come Maybe on. Maybe that's a seven and a half. Oh,
1: I got seven, I got seven.
0: All right. Um... What's going to happen, Maureen, Thursday night?
1: I don't know. I didn't see
0: the last <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're watching this one because says who Town Watch? I we am. Will have, I'm watching. We will have an episode where we discuss the debates for you, for our Town Watch level patron backers and above. That'll go up on Friday. Should we record
1: that night?
0: No, it will be very late. Oh, this will be
1: seven hours, Dan. Surprise. (laughs) I think it'll be like 11 o'clock your time or something. It only ends when Black Rod comes in. (laughs) Black Rod came in at like one in the morning, so.
0: The weirdest thing to me about Black Rod is that there is no the in front. Right. It's just Black Rod. Why is it not the Black Rod? It is Black Rod. Right. That's weird. Anyway, Town Watch debate episode will be up on Friday.
1: Dan, I'm going to say names that we haven't mentioned in a long time. Uh-oh. Michael Cohen. Yeah. He's in jail.
0: He <laughs> he is. I just remember- Michael Cohen is in jail.
1: I forget that there are some bad people in jail right now, and it makes me happy when I remember it. Yeah. Like last I think night, technically
0: I, he's the only one in jail.
1: Well, I remember. I just happened to remember that that Bill Cosby was in jail.
0: Oh, okay. Yes, I just you forgotten mean outside of right. Trump's sphere of influence, right? Like, specifically, like, like
1: some people have there been are, nailed. For, fact, there yes. are people in jail because you tend to forget that once they've once that's happened. Um, that aside from the twenty twenty stuff, there is still stuff going on in the present because Congress is now back in session and in. There is impeachment talking. Yep. We're suddenly going to be back. In, we're, we're coming back into it where government continues Dan, here. Stuff is going yep. to happen. In theory. It's not just Trump tweeting and us talking about Black Rod and what's going to happen in 2020. Stuff is happening in the present, Dan. Legislation. Stuff. Things. Stuff.
0: And things.
1: Impeachment talking.
0: And we'll see where it all goes. Because now,
1: Dan, do you think we're really going to get to impeachment? I don't. We are 13 months away from the election. Yeah. That's 13 months. Can we do it in 13 months?
2: I,
0: I do. I believe that the window for impeachment has closed hard at this point. But. You never know. I don't. You don't. You think it's you think it's still on the table.
1: I think I mean I think that the the window is narrowing, <laughs> but I still see a little bit of light.
0: Ah beautiful, innocent Maureen. I, I just you think You always find the light.
1: I think this presidency ends weirdly.
0: Oh, definitely. I would even maybe put an asterisk in front of ends. Yeah. But weird is going to be true N- either way.
1: Yeah. It's because even if he loses the election, he's obviously going to claim that he won and that it was illegitimate. Right. And so this ends weirdly.
0: This does not. I mean, not- this is a dude that fucking spent a week and a half arguing that a hurricane was going to hit Alabama. Right. When it wasn't. Right. If he loses the election, he's just gonna go. Okay, cool. Well, this is right. Been, I lost.
1: He started his 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 started by saying that he had big crowds, and then having pictures taken down that showed his crowds were smaller. Yeah. So I mean, that's how we began. Yeah. So Dan, I'm just saying, he's also losing people left and right now, and they're all starting to write their books. And, you know, Mattis is threatening to talk or he's he's yep. saving it for a special occasion, <laughs> whatever that means.
0: <laughs> so he's a big fan of Arbor Day.
1: Uh, that's something I need. he's like, yeah, when it when the time is right, when he does something really bad, oh my <laughs> you know, God. that guy,
0: all these fucking people, that guy. all these fucking people, hey, says whovians says who is made possible by you? through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who for real, you have made this happen and we thank you for it. And we love your support and appreciate your support. Small amounts, larger amounts, any amount. Patreon.com slash says, get ready for more bonus content for your faces Much and your ears coming, coming in your face. Woo. Mm, I mean, mm. don't mean that. That oh, game Dan- out weird. oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't mean that at all. Oh, hey. uh, oh my gonna... goodness. Hey. hey. Oh, no. oh, no. Hey.
1: What? I, I thought I heard my name. <laughs> oh,
0: no. Oh, no. It's this me. is like the Candyman. Hi. Oh, uh, hi, Amy Carter Shoe. I thought I heard you call me. I I didn't. I actually misspoke. Uh but What'd you say? it's nice I nothing. What'd you say? I am uh I did you know, Amy Carter Shoe, that the uh, Democratic debates are this Thursday. Are you kidding me? I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah? You're looking forward to it? I'm ready. Oh boy.
1: <laughs> Mama like <laughs> I hear they got a special podium for my man.
2: Oh no, what is it? They
1: got one normal podium and another podium close to the ground that he could set his balls on. They get their own mic. Oh
2: no,
0: what did they say?
1: Ah, Only good stuff. (laughs) I'm listening, I'm listening. He's my man. Bitches better stay Ah. away from my man.
0: I think that they're not gonna stay away, Amy Carter Shoe. Is it me or is he getting more handsome? <laughs> it's definitely you. He
2: is it's, very did you, handsome. Did you?
0: Um hey Amy Carter Shoe, yeah? did you did you perhaps see on the uh during the seven hour climate debate when his eye exploded?
1: Oh that's not the only thing that exploded. <laughs>
0: he, he was just speaking, and suddenly uh, one of his eyes filled with blood. That doesn't seem great. That's a man.
1: No. Yeah. You know, when when you get excited, other things fill with blood,
2: Dan. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh. Anyway,
1: Dan.
0: Yeah. I'll see you later. Bye. Oh, she's gone. Bye. Oh, okay. I don't
1: know what something got her attention. To...
0: Yeah, something something triggered her. Her theme music, Maureen, is performed by Ted Leo. Ted
1: Leo, who probably no Our longer lo- wants to associate with us.
0: <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. Our logo was designed by Darth. Darth. We love you. We love you, Darth. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email at Hey, that is h e y at sayswho podcast dot com. You can join the discussion and share your Says Who you accomplishments on Facebook at slash group slash Says Who Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. Spread the word, subscribe, and leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever we listen. Maureen, both you and I are gonna be places soon.
1: Ah, Dan, where am I going to (laughs) be?
0: You're going to be in Texas, in Austin, Texas, October 26th and 27th for the Texas Book Festival. I'm going to be
1: somewhere next week, though. Not next week, Dan, the week after.
0: Where? Greece. Whoa, why? Just Uh, just because?
1: It's a a writing retreat, Dan, to work.
0: Oh, that's nice. Going to Greece
1: for the first time in my life, and I'm so excited. I always wanted to go to Greece.
0: I went to Greece to give a talk uh, last year, I think it's, yeah, last year, and uh, I was on the plane for longer than I was in Greece.
1: Well, yeah, wasn't that where you flew, you were there for four hours and you turned around, or?
0: Yeah, I flew, I went to sleep, I woke up, I gave a talk, and I got on a plane and went back home.
1: That must have been fun.
0: It was dumb, is what it was. It was dumb. If you're in Greece, fucking see Greece, dummy. I don't know why nobody told me that. But I'm going to see Greece. I, I ran to the Parthenon at night just to be able to walk around and see it uh, and at least walk around the outside. And I ate incredibly good food off the street. And then that was it. That was all I saw Greece.
1: I'm going to Corfu, where the second you arrive, they put an octopus on your face and they give you an olive.
0: Sounds great.
1: I know. They have a lot of... Of all the pictures, there's a lot of octopi. Octopi, like... You fish them out of the sea, and they just hang them over the beams of all the restaurants. It just looks like they you just get there, and you get an octopus.
0: <laughs> just a, a little pet for the week. They yeah. give you an octopus in a bucket, and it's your pet.
1: And you have a leash. Drag it around. I
0: love it. I love it. But you, after that, will be in Texas October 26th and 27th, and I will be in Chicago on October 8th, which is a lot sooner than I think in my brain, at the American Writers Museum uh, in conversation with Anna Lee Newitz. Ooh. You can join us September 18th, that's next Wednesday, for our three-year anniversary episode. That's right. And we'll have a special guest. We will. Every year, like the ghost of Christmas past, we are visited by uh, Anna Marie Cox. Our first
1: our guest. Our very
0: first guest. Yep. The guest that we drag back every year. <laughs> she will be joining us.
1: Oh, my God, Dan. Every year. <laughs> I know. I know.
0: I know. I will actually be in Los Angeles next week. So I, you will also hear my early morning voice because I'm recording at 630 in the morning next week. It'll be fun. It will be fun. It will be fun. Three years. Jesus. From my basement in Chicago, I'm Dan Sinker. From my seat
1: next to the puppy in New York, she's been sleeping like an angel this whole time. I'm Maureen Johnson.
0: Oh my God! You just did it. You just said you. That was like the easiest thing in the world. Yeah, I just said it. I was bracing myself nope. for whatever fucking shenanigans. No, were I just to said. Follow. I just said my name. You just said where you were, and you said I your said name. What,
1: I said my name. There's no, there's no catch. There's this no catch. has been says who. Don't be nervous.
0: I'm definitely nervous. Dan, it's fine.
1: It's all gonna be fine. It's all gonna be fine. Things are gonna okay. go great. Hmm. Nothing weird is gonna happen this week.
2: It's gonna be boring. It's
1: gonna be so boring. Boring. Bye.